This story comes to us from the Bahamas, where some sports fishermen become the sport. Bob and Doug loved nothing more than deep sea sports fishing. They had a gorgeous top of the line boat, the best fishing gear, and walls of trophies. From marlins to tuna, they'd caught them all. But on this day, the two ventured off by themselves to a remote area of the Bahamas. See, this area was off limits to fishermen, but if anything, that only made the area more intriguing to them. A few hours into the day, they were very disappointed. Uh, not a single bite, not a thing. It was as if all the fish in the sea were somewhere else but there. Now dark clouds and heavier winds started rolling in, and having had no luck, the two just started turning back their boat when it collided with something. There was no time to speculate about what had happened. The hull had been torn open and they were sinking fast. Bob barely had time to hurl himself off a rapidly sinking boat and there was no sign of Doug anywhere. Thankfully, Bob had been wearing his life vest so he knew he was able to stay afloat but with no sign of Doug, he knew he had to focus on his only remaining hope, a small island. He started the swim. Now it was a long way to that beach, but he knew he could do it. Then Bob saw it. Something broke the water, not far to the right of him. A whale? A shark? No. Actually, with all his experience at sea, Bob couldn't figure it out but it seemed to be moving towards him before splooshing under again. Bob paddled a little slowly. He could get to the island, but he wanted to steer away from, well, whatever that blackish green thing was. And there, another one, behind him. A shiny roll of flesh spooled up and then went under and then appeared again even closer to him. Whatever these sea creatures were, he could only believe that they had spotted him and they were surrounding him. He'd just have to swim for that shore as fast and furiously as he could, just hope to outrun them. Swimming for his life, but trying to keep an eye on the creatures. He could only think about sharks encircling their victims before going in for the kill. And the shore was getting closer now. He thought he could make it. But then, between him and the shore, another appears. It made a splash as it broke the surface and a winding coil of flesh rolled and rolled and raised like a blockade before the sandy goal line he was aiming for. Bob stopped dead in the water. He began turning himself. His life vest was keeping him buoyant. He kept his legs still, turning himself around. One, two of them, three, all of them were now coming to the surface, and he realized there weren't eight creatures. There were merely eight different tentacles of what would be just one mighty sea monster, the mother of all octopus. And then he stared in fearful, silent awe as the monster's head rose above the water. And just then, with stunning power, he felt a tentacle encircle his legs beneath the water. 
With a last gasp, he was pulled under. A blur of swishing water. He lost all sense of direction. He just felt his body being whipped through the water back and forth, and with such power, his life vest was pulled clean off his body. He was whipped out of the water with a mighty toss. The sensations were too much for him to even take in. He just felt air and sun as his body was hurled onto the beach. Not so much a fall, he skidded up the sand like a motorcyclist might slide from a high-speed fall. His body rolled and sand flew in the air. He finally skidded to a stop just before the tree line. He was badly bruised and maybe broken bones. He could not even sit up. He only focused to try to catch his breath and come to his senses. He looked out on the water and he was astonished to see the mighty octopus pulling its incredible tentacles underwater, a bulbous head the size of a blimp, a massive yellow beak as big as a man as it subsided beneath the surface of the water. Maybe that's what took the boat. She saved me, he thought, or maybe said out loud. But why? He could barely believe it himself, but here he was, a bit broken, but alive. And then, in the moment of relief, those thoughts were interrupted by a peculiar noise from the bushes. He tried sitting up a bit. The noise was coming from a thick overgrowth of roots and bushes. And then, no, those were not roots. They were moving. That strange chirping noise. Oh God, those were living things. And they had spotted Bob as he sat up. And Bob spotted them. And as they untangled their blackish-green little tentacles, Bob saw Doug, his shipmate, what was left of Doug's flesh and the bloody yellow life vest. Oh no. Oh, Doug. He couldn't possibly get up to run when they turned their attention on him. The strange squeal and cause as the babies came for Bob. <laughs>